This is Konzenshu, the podcast episode 506 for the week of October 8th, 2023. Well, hello, and welcome back to Konzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fansite, Konzenshu. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hey, everyone, been a little bit back in your ears here for another podcast episode. My name is Mike. You may see me around as Vegito EX. On tap for you, this episode is a follow-up to an ongoing series that we are doing. Uh, and by ongoing series, I mean only the first one has come out. This is the second one in that series. This is an interview with one of the co-founders, staff members here at Konzenshu. Previously, on episode 503, we interviewed, and by we, I mean I interviewed Julian, who is uh, our primary translator and uh, goes back to, um, with me, to the days of Daizenshu EX. Julian joined me in 2002 for the 2003 relaunch of the website back then. This interview, this time around, is with Heath. You may see him around as Hujio, the founder of Konzentai, which launched in 2005, and then, of course, co-founder here, merging sites into Konzenshu in 2012. Um, Heath joined me here in person back in February, so it's been a while since we recorded this episode, but I wanted to hold it for post-episode 500 and then to get this interview series going, one to launch with Julian, then we'll have Heath, and we'll see where the future takes us on uh, these interview episodes. These interviews are about the individual, their story, their contributions. So I spoke with Heath about his earliest days of, of course, getting into Dragon Ball, then starting Konzentai, um, what the content of Konzentai was and how that was shaped by Taizenshu EX at the time and how that was further shaped by our uh, long earlier decision to make Konzenshu at some point at that point in the future at this point now the past it's a great conversation I hope it provides you a lot of great insight into um, our friendship our, our work ethic our work style, um, what we envision for the site in the future. Something to just keep into consideration. I typically don't have other people down in the basement with me these days. So when I reset up the podcast microphones to do this episode, um, I didn't have all the levels set correctly. So, uh, I mean, the audio quality itself is as like raw you know, tone is totally fine. Uh, there's just a bunch of plosives uh, by both Heath and myself. Uh, I just didn't do proper microphone arrangement. And then you'll notice the last episode that Heath was on was recorded after this one. So I had fixed the plosives by that point. So now you're understanding Consensu podcast recording history. None of that's important. Please enjoy the interview this episode. Uh, I will join you on the flip side of it to wrap up the show. Um, here we go. Chatting with Hujio here from Consensu. Let's go. Well, this is a special episode. I've already recorded one years ago that I didn't publish. I'm pretty sure I was getting sick on that episode too. So it's going to be a consistent, like multi years apart, me sounding like I got a frog in my voice. Uh, hello, my name is Mike. You may see me around as Fujito EX. I am one of the folks that runs the website called Konzenshu. And here in my basement after we think more than a decade at this point, was it pre-Konzenshu? Well, and it, it was pre-Battle of Gods. Yeah. So... Yes. It's Heath. You may see him as Hujio. I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've wanted I'm, to I'm do sensing these for a, years. a theme of you being sick. Yeah. Because it happens I a feel lot. like that's normal. Yeah. 
Yeah, you were coming but, in. I was telling you, I'm like, oh no, oh no, here it comes. Feel it in my throat. But uh, so we're going to record this now and we'll see if I even have a voice tomorrow. This might be all we get out this weekend. That would be a shame. Uh, but I wanted to do this. Uh, I've wanted to do these for years. Um, really get to know the folks that run Consentu on a little bit more of like a personal, professional, fandom kind of level. Um, we've done this in bits and pieces. Uh, I actually yes. think to kind of most recently, uh, I interviewed Jose uh, from <laughs> Portugal on the show. That was kind of like almost a like, you know, contributor, uh, meet the contributor kind of episode. Yes. Um, but I, I want to go back to the beginnings here with the folks who um, run the site itself. Uh, and, and you're one of the OGs. I am, yeah. which is weird. I feel like that makes you sound old. Yeah. Is that is that uh, what the well, kids old. these days, if you're OG? Buddy, we're old. I mean. I don't really have a format or a flow or anything like that. I just, Oh, good. Yeah, I just kind of want to see where the conversation takes us. Oh, yeah, you there. might not want to go there. There's a lot of stories that you and I in particular <laughs> can tell, and I think some of which we're, we're holding on to for- That's going to be uh, the retirement party yeah. on our deathbed? I don't know. Yeah, just like the That's, last episode. Here's here's all the real dirt that you've been wanting to hear from I know. You? I had a I was at a conference this other week for work. We can get into it. But one of the speakers got up and he actually made the comment, well, I'm retiring this year. And his whole presentation was on projects he'd been on that went bad. Oh, He's nice. like, and now I can name people yeah, because yeah. I'm retiring. They I can't want names. Yeah. It was, that's where we are. Uh, we'll get those names at some point. Yes. Um, let's, <clears throat> let's jump all the way back. Consenshu, we launched together. People know that story. We fused Consentai and Taisenshu EX back in 2012. Mm-hmm. You hear a year ahead of Battle of Gods, as we always say, Julian Morton, <laughs> than anyone else says it was the perfect time for us to do that. Um, but there's a, a rich history long before then. Um, I, I want you to take me back even pre-Consentai to your earliest days of fandom. How you, you know, how did you discover Dragon Ball? How did you get into this series and this fandom? I was one of the the many, I think, of our generation that kind of stumbled upon it. Um, I, I had a friend in junior high, middle school that uh, had seen it on TV and was like, hey, you got to check out this show because... It, it is phenomenal. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, at the time, you know, there had been a lot of other series that have been dubbed that we had been watching together. And I was like, well, if he's going to recommend it, I might as well go check it out. Yeah. So we we came home one day. I went straight into my living room, turned on the TV, went to Cartoon Network, and boom, there it was. Cyanark, Raditz, So Earth. Did, you, did you hit it in syndication at all? Before? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So it was just kind of like, wow. Um, next day at school, we talked about it. And I mean, it all just kind of happened from there. So that was kind of my first introduction. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my first introduction to Japanese animation, yeah, but yeah. to the series itself. Got and it. the, the storyline was fantastic. So it just kind of pulled me in. And I think I was, how old was I at the time, even 12? So yeah. it, it would just kind of piece my interest. Um, and we hadn't even gotten to a lot of the battle scenes at that point yet, and I was mm. already drawn in. Yeah, um, yeah. And then we got into Loop Limbo mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. a long, long time, um, and I remember that. And then it was it just became a thing of collecting tapes. Uh, we would go to conventions. We hadn't even gotten to the the Namek arc yet yeah. on TV, and we had people that were 
we found tapes of all these movies and we're like, what the hell is this? When does this happen? Yeah. So we t- were- <laughs> tell me about your fan sub experience. Cause have mm-hmm. you been in the Midwest your whole life? Yes. Okay. I have. So, I mean, over on the, you know, the elite East coast over here, we yes. had ready access to Chinatown in New York and even Philly and that kind of <clears throat> kind of thing. We, it was everywhere. Mary always talks about even the local flea market for here, yeah. for her here in Jersey, she was able to readily get fan subs. So what was it like out there? Did you have any local shops or was it all online trading? People had a thing, just local tape trades. It was a combination of mostly online trading, but every once in a while we would have a convention that would come to town or be very, very close. And a lot of times, back in those days, it wasn't necessarily an anime convention. It was mostly more Star Trek, sci-fi, you know, Star Wars. And then there would, you'd go into the collector's room and there would be a table. with Tiny table in the corner. With just boxes of of tapes and handmade stickers that they would put on them. Mm -hmm. And you'd... I, you'd have to look up like, okay, what what episodes is this? What does this cover? And sometimes the guy would know, but I, you know, they had all sorts of different series at the time. So the yeah, yeah. the guy is like, oh, I haven't really watched those, but a buddy just sent me this box, so I brought it here. Yeah, and you could, I mean, they were three to five dollars typically a yeah. tape. They were not very expensive. And, yeah, you usually do like five bucks or lend three for yeah. twelve or something like that. So I mean, they were reasonably priced, and then you could share them with your friends, and that that was always a nice perk. Um, we would trade them around a lot. You could tell they'd been watched. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't think I even have any anymore because oh, I really? think at the time, yeah, I just well, I was done with it, and then now it's all on TV, so I sure. I didn't keep any of them. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff back then that I wish I either held on to or actually took photos of. Yes, I, I think back to the earliest days in syndication. This is something I talk about, and you know, we'll we'll do in another podcast at some point. But like biggest misconceptions, people are like. <laughs> The series wasn't popular at all until it hit Tsunami. It's like, no, there was, Mm-mm. I have some of the stuff I held on to, but the original release of the Super Battle Collection over here in America was bilingual English and French. And that was released yes. alongside the original syndication run. Like there was merchant stores, like it was mm-hmm. immediately popular and there was stuff out there. But I, like, I wish I had the visuals of the stuff from that day to kind of like prove it. But and we not don't, just old man Mike saying yes. so. I mean, back then we, you didn't have the availability of cell phones like yeah, we do yeah, now. Yeah. So I mean, right. And the internet wasn't a thing, so there wasn't this real need or want to document Uh stuff as much as there is now. Yeah. Um, Because you did just kind of live in the moment. You could tell your story. Uh And you brought home a figure. You brought home a VHS tape, anything like that. Um, I actually got a couple that were on beta tape. Did you really? (laughs) Yes. Could you play them? Did you know? Uh, My uncle had a player that we used. Uh, I don't know if he still has it, but... Yeah, it was just a lot of that stuff that that came through, and they'd have a couple tables set up, and that was maybe once a year. So when you went, I mean, you saved up, and you're like, I'm buying this whole table. Sure, yeah. (laughs) You know, between a couple of us. Um, And we'd go home and watch. So I I had watched on TV, American TV, the Cyan Arc for the most part, but we had already on subbed uh, watched most of Frieza already right and so that was i remember when the whole episode came out where they they split it and uh Kurian's getting speared yes. and yeah, yeah. just like we had already seen that mm-hmm. and so when that era we we all didn't really know how to take that because we're like that's not how that is yeah and um it, that- it was simultaneously like enthralling because you wanted to see what was being ruined about it but at the yes. same time it, it wasn't interesting because you already knew it happened right and so that was also 
around the same time when I was in middle school and was being exposed to Dragon Ball when I stumbled onto website development. All right. So I'm going to pause you there because that leads me into where you want to go. Actually, okay. two thoughts. Um, sure. Because you said the word documentation. And I knew this is where you're going to take it. Um, <laughs> the other real quick thought was you're talking about the beta tape. Reminded me, um, I'm pretty sure Mary had like a C-cam tape she got Did from she really? someone overseas. And the only way she could make it work was she had an adapter for her, her dad's uh, like old ass camcorder like oh, the shoulder size yes one. and so she could put it in there and like watch it through the camcorder that was the only way anyway so you said the magic word documentation you already took I it did. there okay um, i know you very well so i know no um, way that the instant you get into something like you need <clears throat> to know everything about it you kind of need to piece it together for yourself too yep. to get that understanding so at this point in your fandom you're you're watching some of the stuff that's airing on american tv English dubbed, you're getting fan subs. So you're trying to piece together the series for yourself. So then discovering the internet computers online, how does that all start to like shape together for you? So I was kind of at this this juncture of we had just bought, I believe it was a Windows 95 PC. Yeah, we had had an Apple II up until then, mm -hmm. and it had seen its days. And internet was just a thing we... We got 56K. You were lucky if you could get that. Yep. Usually it was 28. Yeah, connected to 28 anyway. Yep. Yep. And so I just started perusing things mm -hmm. going on. Like, I want to know what this is about because now I have a gap yep. that I'm trying to fill. But I also just want to know about the series. And I, having been exposed to Japanese series before, I know that we're behind on where this right. thing is. So how far is it? Where are we going? So I just... My cousin in yeah. Japan has Super Mario Brothers yes. 5 and all sorts of... yeah. So, I mean, I just got on the internet and did a search. I mean, it wasn't a Google search. What did I use? I don't even know I mean, at anymore. that time, we definitely had Yahoo, and I always tell people yes. Yahoo was like a, a manually added. It wasn't a search engine. It mm -hmm. was like a directory. <laughs> what I ended up, what ended up happening, as I recall, basically, I found a, a couple link sites. Yeah. And that's how I got around to a lot of the fan sites of the day. By the time I was in high school, that's when we had like Planetamic was at its peak. Yeah. And I remember always going in and being like, okay, have they posted anything new? What's going on? Found a lot of Greg's stuff the same way for his ultimate DBZ site. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those were so eye-opening because it was a whole new world that like I had not really known existed. It was bigger um, than you probably thought it was yeah, too. Because at that time you're thinking, oh, this is all local. This is happening. Yeah. But it's not really like a global phenomenon. Yeah. And yeah. then you get online and you realize it, it, is. it, it is. And and it has been elsewhere longer For than longer here. than it was yeah. here in North America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that that was just kind of like, well, this is crazy. And then got into it. And like I said, at the, at the same time, I was getting into web development. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, well, more than anything, I wanted to document for me. So I had something easy to keep track of because it was hard to really keep track of a lot of websites, they'd get taken down. Yeah. Uh, people would run out of bandwidth. Even you would go to Planet Namek and they're like, oh, we have a new server now. Yeah. And that was a, a real worrisome in that day. I think back to Dr. Brief's um, Dragon Ball FAQ that he would post on Usenet. And back then, I mean, posts could only be so long. So even that was broken into like 13 text files. Yes. So like, did your news server carry, did it catch all of the posts that month? Did it have last month's posts? And eventually he put that on his own site. I think it was called yeah. Capsule Corporation. Um, and even then it wasn't complete. I mean, it was still a work in progress all the time. Oh, so yeah. To, to have something that just told you, like, here are all the chapters, here are all the episodes, here's when they aired. Like, this is, GT is on right now in mm -hmm. Japan. Like, it was hard to find. It was so weird. And then at the same time, you're, you're finding out, okay, so here's the manga 
that's pretty much okay that's over now yeah oh gt's going but there was no u.s release of a lot of it mm-hmm. for manga and anime yeah so, so let, let's put that in in context so what year mm-hmm. are you talking about right now where you're starting to find this stuff right now oh gosh uh be in the 90s in 98 so if we're talking 98 99 yeah I mean, just for for folks who maybe aren't as old as us funimation's dub of dragon ball went for 13 episodes in 95 mm-hmm. they did two seasons of dbz in syndication 96 to 98 um a lot of people came in in 99 when new episodes aired on toonami toonami actually picked it up at the end of 98 um viz started releasing Correct. the manga in floppies mm-hmm. in 98 like the single issue comic book size stuff. and i remember picking those up and I think back to the home release of DBZ, I think began, the DVDs began in 99, but the VHS must have, I remember getting the VHS of season one as season two was airing. So those probably started in like 97, 98. Yeah, they must have, right. because I think yeah. um, Dead Zone came out in like December 97, and that was one of the first Correct. ones that came out. So like, even though it was on TV, the home release was only just starting. And by home release, I mean video and manga mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, we had scanlations. Yeah, there were short videos online. Um, but the presence in stores was just getting started. Right. Because I remember going to like Suncoast videos yes, yeah. and things like that mm-hmm. when I was in high school. So that would have been more 99, 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. Um and just buying things as they came out, like oh my gosh, I can own this on DVD, mm-hmm. and DVD at that time was even out. Yeah, that was a new there. thing. Yeah, um, and you had bilingual, and then eventually they added, you know, like the Spanish track, and there were things just to be around as things evolved. It was, it was a weird time to be in fandom in general, as far yeah. as purchasing media, just because. It was, and not just within Dragon Ball, but for everybody, it was ever-changing. I mean, when when we started, it was VHS for everything. Mm-hmm. That's all there was. And yeah. then even when they started the Dragon Ball syndication, that mm-hmm. was VHS. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, oh, now we're going to do DVDs. And, and then VHS fell off midway yeah. through Dragon Ball. I think they so, got all of Z out, but Dragon Ball definitely Right. Didn't. Well, there were some Dragon Ball cover I think, art that came out and they were announced. Yeah. They were going to release them and mm-hmm. they never no. did. Right, right. Um, never went to print. So uh, it, it was definitely interesting times, but that's kind of where my two worlds collided. Okay. And I became obsessed with documenting, yeah. essentially. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, so my, my dad was a history major. So history growing up was always uh, talked about in our household, uh, still is, actually. <laughs> and so that's where a lot of the historical reference and documentation really comes from. Um, from a young age, I was always kind of instilled, but I wanted easy access to it. And so just on my home PC, started creating HTML pages. I mean, nothing fancy of just documenting yeah. release dates, when things came out, what was when, uh, start, you know, work on write-ups, but nothing. I never really did anything that was online as far as website. Mm-hmm. I I was on forums, interacted with a lot of people, met a lot of people. And then finally, if we want to jump ahead, unless you had anything else. No, that's... When when the Kanzenban first started to come out, Mm -hmm. I think that's when we first saw, I think, our revival in it. Because I had even kind of dropped off a little bit and not 
been doing a whole lot. Everything right. had kind of ended. So we're talking 2002, 2002 here. Yeah, is when the Kansan Bond started coming out. And that was, I was in that like sort of taking a year off kind of thing because mm-hmm. I came back with Julian in January 2003. Right. So, I mean, we were in the thick of the Japan revival at that mm-hmm. point. Um, video games were starting to be made again. Like it was a thing that was happening. And we talked about that on a few podcast episodes and in, in our translations. But the fact that Budokai Dragon Ball Z came out as it did alongside the Kanzenbaum yeah. was like totally coincidental and just worked out in their favor. They weren't planning this revival. They were just kind of crap shooting it yeah. at the same time. In retrospect, they say like, oh yeah, we were going after the nostalgia audience, but it all just happened to work out. It really did. Um, but for us, that was also a good time because, I mean, we were hate watching the English dub for a while there on Cartoon Network. And so when we get to 2002, we actually get like a little bit removed from, all right, we've had the androids in Cell. Like we we know what this is now. Yep. Um, and I have this like underlying thesis I need to work out somewhere, <laughs> but I feel like Funimation's English dub completely derailed Dragon Ball documentation for like a five year period. We had such an awesome thing going on with Wukin's Susinshu. Like he mm-hmm. had, he was setting V jump issues and page numbers and stuff. And we lost that for years. And it took you and I, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. You know, coming back around a few years later and like trying to make a concerted effort to do that kind of reporting again. And we yeah. didn't nail it right off the bat. Oh, no. On our respective God, sites no. right away. We got there eventually. Um, but I think that was the time that gave us the chance to like, okay, the dub is the dub. I get it. Whatever. I'm going to go do my own thing now. Mm-hmm. And as I was kind of in that phase a little bit. Yeah. Kind of burnt out in a way. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of coincided with me at that time, 2002, 2003. I was in college. I had just... Mm-hmm gotten my first internship i was making good money and i was just like hey, wait wait internships pay money uh they do in engineering <laughs> oh and they did they did 20 years ago yes um but i you know not having had a real steady job up to that point that that mm-hmm. paid anything significant more than minimum wage yeah, yeah. which was still got awful back then i was in when i was in college then and i had all this expendable income it kind of just oh you know all this stuff is starting to come out. Maybe I should buy that. And mm-hmm. the, the internet at that point had essentially kind of caught up to somewhat of consumerism. Yeah. Of, yeah. Wait, I can go on Amazon Japan and I can order this and they'll ship it to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I went through the span of a summer and bought the Kanzaman as they're coming out. And then I bought all of the Tonka Bone mm-hmm. as well. And, Lo and behold, that was the same time when all the Dragon Boxes were coming out. Yep. So I was just hoarding all of this fun material mm-hmm. and didn't know a lick of really any Japanese at that point. Well, and <clears throat> I want to pause you there because okay. it, it was actually an interesting time because the entire thing was neither available in the U.S. or Japan. Yes. If you think back to Funimation's home release where some of the Cell stuff was the last DVD releases that came out. Like they went through all of Boo. They started Cell. They did Boo. They came back to Cell. So I'm thinking back to working on the Doom Rider project where there was no Cell DVD release in yeah. America. So yep. we ended up using the Dragon Box footage. We took long enough working on that project for it to come out in Japan uh, at that point. So you were in an interesting place when you were buying the Dragon Boxes. You mm-hmm. had material finally from Japan that wasn't out here. So you just, yeah. you had the series. That wasn't a thing that people had in no. 2003, 4, 5. It, it just didn't exist, and I, I decided, hey, I have this skill of doing websites. I already have this structure. 
maybe I should start doing something with that. So yeah. in 2005, mm-hmm. I launched Kazantai. And the fun part was I had been working on it for years. Right, yeah. So I had all this I, material. I was amazed. Like when the site came up and I was aware of it, I was like, this is huge. Where did this come from all of a sudden? Because sites didn't Nowhere. start that way. They started very small because someone yeah. would start it and then that would be you know their project that they worked on. But you launched with like tons of shit. Our goal was to have as much material yeah. as possible when we launched. Um, <laughs> yeah, we tried that twice, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So going back to the Japanese aspect of it, I had this huge interest in animation in general, but I didn't really know what to do with that or how to find any information out. Mm -hmm. Um, I was on the Daisenshu EX forums. I've heard of that place. Yeah. And started talking to some people and then, you know, we were PMing back and forth with, well, okay, how do I figure this out? And that's how I really kind of got into it. And slowly over time it was, well... I want to know who these people are. I want to know who these studios are. Yeah. So I started just kind of teaching myself Japanese mm-hmm. enough to get me by with what I needed. Um, yeah, because you were focusing on credits for yes. a lot of stuff. And that stuff did not exist, mm-hmm. especially because the American releases scrubbed all that information and put in you know, Funimation's own stuff. Yeah. Uh, and even when we did get credit versions of openings and endings, it was on untranslated uh, mm-hmm. i think pioneers actually did translate some of the credits so that was some of the first stuff yes. we saw think- like real like we saw shinsuke kikuchi i guess kikuchi was always credited at the end of the dub even though they didn't yes. use music but we got to see some of the animator names in there yeah and that was always pretty rare and it was that wasn't just a dragon ball thing that was yeah that was, that was in general for sure um but being someone that is a completionist that really likes to have everything there i'm not i don't want to half-ass it and just be like well Here's what everybody else has, you yeah. know, story, like screenplay. Tenkaichi the yeah. Dragon Ball rules. Um, yeah, they're all Kira there. Toriyama was involved, like all this stuff. I'm like, if we're going to do this, let's just go full on documentation mode. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the like same I said, time- we, we lost that for so long. Yes. Like I think back to Steve Simmons' episode guide, he never finished that on his own because <laughs> then he ended up going professional yeah. on that stuff. Uh, and a lot of the old sites- were gone by that point because yes. they were running off of their college servers. Those mm-hmm. folks long had since graduated and they moved on. Well, and even back in those days, a lot of Dragon Ball websites became clones of each other. Yeah, Everybody yeah. had mm-hmm. the same sections, the same nav bar, the same overall design. I mean, it was, yeah. you could go to one to the other. If one went down, it's okay. Everything from yeah. there was copied onto this other site over here. Yeah. So it was still around. Um, but yeah, a lot of people did graduate from college and they lost access to free servers and things. And we also hit the the dot com bubble burst around yes. that time. So even yep. the people that did try to make the transition from college to private sites, they they just gave up. And yep. through no fault of their own. It was just too much. No. And also back then bandwidth was crazy expensive. Yeah. Horror stories about Mr. E receiving just like giant bills that couldn't be anticipated. That's I know. Why he and it's unsustainable it. at that point. Yeah. When you have such a popular website and you're not a company, you're not a corporation, you can't just sink. We didn't have the, crowdfunding. The no. advertising was falling through the cracks. It, it, we didn't have, you know, like the, the Google ad sense no. like we have these days. No ad managers like that. It was, it was mm. bad. Yep. Um, and a lot of the servers that would overwrite your ads with their ads, mm-hmm. even if you could, they would like insert their own code on top of your site. You you really couldn't run a large fan site. The no. fan sites of the day, like they kind of tapped out at a certain point because they couldn't host any more images, couldn't host any mm-hmm. more video, never mind audio. And the, the ironic part is that pretty much coincides with 
the revival. Yeah. Because pretty yeah. much the large Dragon Ball fan site, 2000, 2001, is pretty much where all of that mm-hmm. kind of went away. Yeah, yeah, that all died. Um, There were a couple that There survived. were some stragglers. I, yeah. I, I don't know them that well, but I think about, like, a lot of people have nostalgia for my favorite games. Mm-hmm. And I think of that having a big image gallery, maybe. But also yeah. just, like, ton of links down the sidebar, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there were some sites that certainly made the transition. None of them really stuck around. I mean, it ended up we were the only ones. Because <laughs> we're crazy. Because, I mean, the landscape changed because everyone transitioned Com- to, you know, video completely. and all sorts of, you know, a million other things you could do online. A website was no longer, like, the only thing you could do. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're getting too far ahead. So let's go back to 2005. You launched yes. Cons and Tie. That's going well. Um, DBW was the first person you brought on at that yes. point. And he and I connected on the forum where we were trying to come up with the different artistic styles for animation yeah and we're, we're trying to pinpoint that and looking back at the credits because i always love to mention this the, all we had at the time was ryan caster troy's yes site, where he i, I want to say he coined triangle man yeah but i mean that was and that we, was a thing everybody called him triangle man yeah yeah, yeah. uh it was last house mm-hmm. i believe is pretty much is that Uchiyama? Uchiyama? Yeah, yeah yeah and so we went through and started with that. These people have names. Yeah, going through like, because everyone would just reference them. Yeah. And we go, well. We're like well, the A team and the B yeah. team, the D team. Well, we want to figure out who they are and who worked with them. And yeah. I remember making spreadsheets of just, okay, here were the the top animators. Here are the people that worked under them. And the more we started to dive into it, it's like, well, we got to do something with this. DBW actually started putting together whole Word documents of mm-hmm. here's a whole episode and we went back and forth of, well, how do we want to actually lay this all out? Yeah. And we came up with the idea of, we want this to be something that all the pages are linked to each other. So if you're in one, you can get to the other mm-hmm. where we're going to say, okay, these are the chapters with this episode page. Yeah. Here are all the the cast. Then you could click on that and go to a profile page. You could go through the credits. Now, at that time... That was very lofty. Like it P- was. PHP was just kind of a thing at that point. It, we it was not what it is today. Some stuff like Drupal probably existed at that point. Yeah, um, there were some CMSs, but they weren't great, and they weren't really intended for the stuff that we were doing. And we were still working with static HTML pages. Yeah, yeah. And so that just became a huge hassle. So we had to simplify things down a little bit, but we wanted everything to be kind of integrated together. That was our master plan. Yeah, and the episode guide is what we decided we would tailor everything else around. So we did that first and then started with the manga. Okay, so that set the stage and, for how you want to make all yeah. the other sections. And we're like, okay. well, if we're going to launch, let's make sure we have all of our ducks in a row so that we can kind of show this off as, well, you can go around between different like things. We're doing the exact same thing with the wiki and the science. It's yes. like round three yes, of trying is. to make sure we have ducks in a row. And so that's kind of pretty much how it started. And yeah. then eventually... Uh, DBW had some other personal things come up, Mm -hmm. wanted to step away, and I said, that's fine. So I ran the site by myself for a little while, and then that's when I met Jake Yep, and approached him. I believe you mean Todd Blankenship. Yes. Todd and I are very close. (laughs) (laughs) So... I mean, I know not everyone is the same age as us, but it, it wilds me out thing when people (laughs) don't understand what that reference is. I know. There are people... Call him Todd. Yeah. So... Um, not Todd, but Jake and I then decided, because I was in need of someone that could help me translate. I was still kind of in my infancy. You needed a Julian. Yes, I did. Um, I got Julian 2.0 yep. and I went off saying, okay, these are the things I would like to work on. 
And Jake was working on a lot of Daisenshu. He was material. already doing this stuff, yeah. right? Because he was doing like tales from the Daisenshu and yes. all the stuff on the forum. Just because he was kind of doing the same thing, where he was acquiring the books, had the knowledge to tell people what was in them. Yes, um, he did a lot of straight translations, but also just descriptions of mm-hmm. things. Like I went through this book. Here are the interesting things in this book. And I think we we actually miss a lot of that context when. Because you and I try to make complete pages about things, and I don't think that always does the best job of telling people, like, 90% of this book is fluff nothingness. <laughs> like, there's only two sentences in this book that are interesting, and they're not interesting in the way you think they are. Well, especially when you start to understand how these books are put together and yeah. who they're put together by. Right. So, you know, you you think of the Daisenshu as these all-encompassing books that just, like, cover all those swath of material and yeah they're just put together by staffs at these publishing companies i want to do an episode all about caramel mama i know (laughs) and a lot of it's about design and presentation and how can we pull this information in and a lot of it's already existing information Mm -hmm. um especially with a lot of the new guidebooks that have come out in the past decade there's a lot of recycled they're like it's recycled material yeah um i mean majority of those are straight up (laughs) just photocopies of Daisenshu and he was working on that I said well that's something we can expand on that we you know yeah yeah data book and and guidebook type material that we don't really provide and myself I own the full set Mm -hmm. um, and the supplemental issues so I was like that that would be something because I know I tried to reference some of this stuff and I don't even know everything that's in here Mm -hmm. so let's do that because we our goal at that point then was let's just provide as much information about everything as, as possible because having been involved with the fandom for so long, I knew how hard it was, A, to just get your hands on material, but B, the way the internet had developed. Yeah. Just to find accurate information of what was actually in there. And we wanted to kind of pull that curtain back and kind of make that information accessible yeah, to and as centralize many people it at as the same time. possible. Yes. And have it all in one place. Yeah. Hopefully easy enough to sort through and get around and find what you're looking for. Um, So is that kind of the launch of the formal translation section at some point? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're like, well, what should we do with this? I mean, we can make our general pages in a guide. Yeah, you want to have a page about the guidebooks like we have now. Yes, here is what's in the guidebook and and everything. But a lot of those, there there had been cracks. I think Greg had done some of the interviews and things like that. Mm -hmm. And Greg Warner, I guess for those that aren't aware, we... We went through and said, let's let's make some of these more accessible mm-hmm. as far as we're not going to translate the whole book, although we sort of ended up kind of doing that at points. But it started out as we just wouldn't do the interviews, things like that. Yeah. But then we would get approached by a lot of people saying, hey. Can you tell me what's on what's page it, 196? What does yeah. it say about sales form? Can he blow up the universe? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, many and of at those. some point you kind of like break down. It's like fine, here's just everything, and it's really double edged sword because then the, mo- the more you cater to that, the more you get asked to do that stuff, the less interesting it is for you to do it, and yep. the less interesting material there actually is to share exactly. within that stuff. That like it, it's not like it's just telling you what happened in the episode, mm-hmm. usually with a rhetorical question at the end. <laughs> Always with a rhetorical question: Will they save the day? Will the universe not explode? God. Yeah. That's kind of where our translation uh, archive yeah. developed was based on the Dicentiu. Well, then I was like, well, gosh, I have all these dragon books and those books, no one knows what's in those. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was something that had not made the rounds, really. I mean, they were very expensive at the time. Uh, not a lot of people, especially 
our age and demographic at that time had just the capital to go out and, hey, yeah, I'm, right. I'm going to buy these things. Mm-hmm. And then if you did and you bought them, I mean, you weren't about to cut them all apart and throw them on a scanner just to put them on the internet. Yeah. Um. So there's Yeah, that, that wasn't really a thing yet. <laughs> no, no, not at that point. The only thing up until then that we had really seen were scanlations. Yeah. In English. There was a lot but of scans then, from like, all the things were won. flipped and that whole nonsense of sure. let's read it the American way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Double translated from yep. Spanish. And, yeah. yeah. It was awful. There were some scans of Dicentio 1 floating yeah. around. Because um, those were just images, so someone yeah. could buy that one and understand what they were yep. looking at. And Which, frankly, um, I actually, at one point, I, I owned Dicentio 1, and I came across another copy, and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah it'd be worth having a second copy, so yeah, I ordered yeah. it, and I, I got, it was like a Hong Kong ripoff. I have one it, from Julian over here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I, I think I still have it yeah. somewhere. But yeah, I had a multiples and I'm like, really? I mean, I mean you Colors could tell, are slightly off. Yeah, but... you could kind of tell once you open up if you have the original. Yeah. If you didn't, I could see why you wouldn't think anything of it. But I mean, there are people who buy Chinese stuff and they're like, what does it oh. say? Like, uh, it's not Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> like the legendary, what is it, the TV, GT TV special oh, yes. only ever gets shared in Chinese for some reason. <sighs> And so Dizenshi one was everywhere on the internet. You could find that, but we, especially seven mm-hmm. people would have that. I, the first Dizenshi I ever owned was three because I was Mine like, was six. I, I really was like, Oh, I love the TV series and the animation side. Yeah. And there's a lot of really good pictures in there. Yeah. The original and, you know, artwork. The, yeah. And... The illustrations, um, mostly by Yamamuro, I yeah. believe. Yeah. It had to be because the yeah. time they were coming out was like 95. So talking with Jake, we decided that's what we want to do, yeah. and we started expanding on it. Uh, it grew, mm-hmm. and not knowing that it was going to become probably the the face of the website, it mm-hmm. certainly did. Yeah, um, it it was kind of as you said a double edged sword even for us because it's not something we had strived to do, but since we were already going for authenticity and just accurate information, and completeness, and completeness. Yeah. We had already started covering the manga, the episodes. We started doing some of the translation work, and it just kind of blew up. Uh, I mean, we were all the forums. um, It was kind of a magical time. Yeah. Because we were still like a little post-college at that point. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were still in college. I'm sure I was out at that point. Okay. Um, Like not families yet. Still kind of, you know, jobs, but not, you know, 24 hour jobs. Um, right. You know, you still had a lot of free time. Internet was, was still focused around websites. Mm-hmm. I mean, other stuff was coming around, but it wasn't anything like it was. YouTube today. wasn't owned by Google at that point. Yeah. What, five or 10 minute videos? Yeah. I mean, um, everything was very limited. I mean, Facebook was still in its infancy. Social media was. I don't think Twitter even. Well, at that point, it did exist. But I think it, I signed up for Twitter in like 2008. Um, yeah, so forums were still king at that point. Yes, very much so. Like Reddit wasn't really a thing at that point no, either. No, Dig was around um, at that point. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of fell by the wayside too. But it, it's fun the, how the, the landscape yeah. constantly changes. Yeah, yeah. But so at that point, you know, everything was still kind of Google search driven. Yeah. And so a lot of people would find our stuff that way. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of want to st- stop you, though, because the time frame that we're talking about was really important for us, too, because I feel mm-hmm. like we were really pushing each other we at that were. time. Because we were both two-man shows. 
Yeah. Um, and we both had like similar roles where you and I were both kind of the editor in chief and we had our translation demon over on the side somewhere. Pretty much. It was just cranking stuff out because they were also, J- Jake's a little younger than you, I think. Yes. Is he? Okay. Mm-hmm. And Julian's a couple years younger than me. So, you know, they were also coming out of college into kind of this realm, also infinite free time. Yep. Um, feeling confident about their skills and their, their skills were solid back then. I mean, they've oh, grown yeah. exponentially since then. <sighs> There's so much stuff that both of them are like, ah, we need to revise. I know. Julian always goes back and look at old ones. Even Jake has, and he goes, God, I can't believe I put this. We should change it to this because that's a little misleading. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I I really love that time because, like I said, you you came on the scene, this giant site out of nowhere, and I I couldn't believe where you're from. I thought, are these guys from like Europe that I just didn't know? Yes. I was like, where where are they? Because there are a couple big international sites. There's some French sites, there's some Italian Mm -hmm. sites. Um, They're still out there uh, these days. I don't actually know any of them that well and i wish i kind of did because yeah. there's, there's so few of us these days i actually run major websites um but yeah we were, we were just really pushing each other constantly coming up with new things but what i always loved about us was it was the friendliest of rivalries because we, was it yeah i i thought so no i'm i would agree <laughs> because we very purposely decided and i know we've told this on the show not to do what the other person was doing mm-hmm. like you didn't bother with the american side of the home release video because we had it covered and at that point it was possible to like very in-depth cover yes. every home video release we probably could have kept up with it but it's been a nightmare um i had the music database so you didn't bother with that nope. so you did your own thing you did the japanese side of the home video you did the translation you focused on the credits that kind of stuff um and we had two really complimentary sites that i think people appreciated because it was always nice to be able to go to multiple things i think that that's one kind of thing we've lost in the merge to content you is like the kind of like difference of opinions but we've also yeah. brought all the people in so it is still different i don't know i'm not really explaining that well enough but it was fun to go to different sites and just see what was going on over here what was going yeah. on over there what did they add oh they're talking about them they're doing this and i was definitely like i don't want to forum yeah i, right, I, right, I, I right, don't right, want to deal right. with that and yours was so well established at the time that it's like well we, we all essentially came from there yeah we're all anyway, here so what does it matter alta um, and dragon ball died for us to live and yes. forever we shall <laughs> um and, and we would purposely <laughs> I remember we would race to see who could do a news post about something like first. Yeah, and then we would scrap it like, ah, oh, they put it up, never God, mind. Or just go God visit it, he got to go it. visit Dizzy X. Yeah. Yep. So that was always kind of fun. And then eventually, especially I think once we had established that we were going to at some point merge and yeah. get that done. Okay, who wants to write this news post? Because we're like, we're not yeah. going to duplicate it. So it would show mm-hmm. show up strategically on one website, yeah, and then yeah. the, the next day when something else new came out, it'd be on the other one. I believe that's called Collusion Heath. What? Um, the SEC will will come find us. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. they're coming. I just disclosed it. It's fine. Yes, there you go. See, all these years later. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's no precedent for that. Um, <laughs> uh, that that like you said, it was a very fun era. Yeah, I think because, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I had recently graduated from college, had a job, was married, and when I met Jake, he was still in college. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that he did, or that we had kept doing, um, even after he graduated was what he did when he had a ton of free time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I, that was one aspect about college that I really enjoyed. And frankly, is probably why Constantai got to where it was, was because I did have so much more free time that yeah. I could dedicate to it. Same. I mean, you just, I didn't have a job. Well, I, I just went go to do? school. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did that a lot of times. And I'm sure my roommates loved that I had all this Japanese glow of the CRT. Yes. Oh, remember those days s video we would connect uh-huh, uh-huh. to the tv and watch not 
pirated get that better movies. signal yeah, yeah buddy so <laughs> we set up a server on our floor it can you you can imagine a bunch of engineering computer nerds oh, all yeah. on one floor yeah, yeah um at our university they implemented bandwidth restrictions be- even internal to the network because of our floor yeah because we were using so much bandwidth to download things and do uh peer-to-peer gaming and yeah, yeah it was, i mean our it was school bad. i'm i'm there's going to be an article out there but i think we represented like the majority of direct connect traffic at some point yep. while that was out there um so now we're talking about this friendly rivalry period mm-hmm. it was a number of years um but then i started having you on the podcast because yep i like the work you were doing and we got along i just thought it was you know, a, a good mood on the show. So I enjoyed bringing everyone there. And it was really years that we talked about, like, we, at some point, we'll just put these together. It, it makes sense. It became we a running to. gag, pretty much. Because yeah. we were doing, I think, did because I, I said content you one day, I like combined our- I think so. And then Jake added it was content EX, EX to it yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And so we closed off, I think, one podcast with content you EX. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have a, an old precedent for that as yep. well. We definitely own that name. Oh, it's copyrighted. <laughs> and then I think you put out that big green episode as Consentu EX too. Yes, we did that. We did um, Mike and Mary Got Married. That's right. Episode. Yep, yep. That was fun. wedding podcast. Yep. yep. I can't remember how we did. Did I? I think I sent that to you so you could put it in the yeah, feed. Yeah, I think you sent it. Yeah, I put it in the feed later on. You put it up on Constantine that day. Yeah. And then when we got back from the honeymoon, I think it was like, oh, they did a podcast. Yay. And you didn't have the stems for the music. And no. I, you didn't just like rip it yourself, but like you took one from an existing, I'll always remember this. You took one from an existing episode and talked over me talking over the music <laughs> in the intro. Or maybe That's how Desiree classy we that. were. Yeah, yeah. Um, I loved that. That was so funny. Um, but I mean, we started doing panels at conventions together. I mean, I even think to when I we still did, want to do that again sometimes. Absolutely, I think to the um, when the One Piece podcast guys did the the big podcasting session for Japan. Oh yes, I, I think it was like right before we were going to announce that Konzenshu was a thing, and we were both on at that time. We didn't say anything about it. It really should have made sense for us to do so, but we wanted it to be such a surprise. Uh, but we worked on that for for a couple of years, and we got mm-hmm. real side. I know we told this story before too, but I wanted to launch it on December 21st, 2012, which was the, the Mayan Doomsday. Yep. Um, and Julian said it would be real funny. Hey, hey, haha, if we did on April 1st. So we moved up the date um, and we did it. We didn't have everything done, but we got close. But you and I like crammed on that. You did all the design work and I ported all the news posts just to have like all of that stuff there. We had a good portion of the guides, I think. Yeah, because you focus on news, which yeah. in itself was insane. And then I started going through constantai guide pages yeah importing all that over because still both of our sites at that time daizenshu ex and constantai were static html yeah i don't think i had any css maybe i did for a little bit on the home page but that's about it we had css but we weren't using anything like a wordpress platform yeah like we do now so that was the hard part was you can't just upload text files we had to actually copy and paste and edit everything into the format that we wanted into an actual website all the meanwhile still running the old sites yes which was uh that was a handful doing news posts twice like putting in one site and then yep okay i'll just copy it over now this is done um and then eventually, I think you got through the news, then you came in and started doing some of the Diazenshu EX ones that I hadn't done. Yeah, I probably did like the music database yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we, we kind of just went and we're like, okay, we got to get to a point of we're comfortable. So I think we stopped 
mid-March, somewhere around there, maybe yeah. a week or two ahead of time that we were going to launch and just then had to go through and make sure everything worked. I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't, we had a lot of stuff that didn't work. Yeah. That, that was the fun part. Um, forums weren't up, I don't think. No, I shut down the forums a little early and said like, mm-hmm. oh, we got to do maintenance. So it wasn't close enough to April 1st for anyone to guess about it. Yeah. It just seemed natural at that time. Um, and we didn't quite have the form. Maybe we got the forums up shortly thereafter. Like those one of the first things we got going. I, that was the one of the first things I focused on. And then it was bridging. Yeah. Because we wanted to bridge to those accounts. Yeah. yeah. So we had some complications because there's a lot of it we couldn't really test live because right. testing the forum, I think at that time, for how many gigs it was at the time, it was yeah, absolutely then. insane. And then people might figure it out if they got some notification or something. Yeah. So. Um, so that's it. I mean, that's kind of how we, we did that. It was absolutely insane. I would go to work that day and yeah. maybe work on it at work yeah come home stay up late at night working it was it was a lot of late nights i was I lucky i was transitioning out of one job i knew that i would be going to another one it was it was basically a layoff but it was a like well in advance kind of thing mm-hmm. and so they were just like you know you got this much time do whatever you want you want to you know look for jobs you want to do whatever it is you're doing you know, that, that's fine just you know do whatever you need to do here for the time you have so that's why i was cramming posts all day long at work work oh yeah just getting those out um, all right, so you've you've taken us through the early days of fandom to us launching Konzenshu. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you're listening to this show, you you have an idea of what Konzenshu is now. You know, I en- hope so. We envision it to have everything. One day, it will have everything. You know, we 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 feel strongly about text as kind of like the underlying like main source of information. It should be searchable. It should be archived um, in a, in a logical way where you can find what you're looking for, not just through Google search, but through like navigation through a site, that kind of thing. Um, We want it to come from people who care about it and can actually read the goddamn words that they're supposed to be reading out of these books. Um, Not necessarily you and I all the time, but sometimes, but other people. Um, what I want to get into, and this is, I think what people might be curious about is, um, we've always joked about, like, we make up titles for ourselves. We do. Heath, what do you do on this what, site? <laughs> um, what do bring, I do? Can you come into my office? Can you tell me what you do here at Consentu? <laughs> oh, I think, what, am I content manager or something? I don't know. Uh, I, we change I, I don't even remember what it is. You can go to our About Us page. Because that's one story we will, will tell in the future. <laughs> But someone emailed and they asked for you. And yes. Like, and I was like, no, I'm going to take this. I remember that because they saw that I was content manager and they yeah. wanted us to, to yeah, yeah. change something. And yeah, yeah. it was like, eh, no. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes. What is it that you do here? So I I make sure the lights kind of stay on more or less that we're, we're functioning, I guess, <laughs> is the best way to put it. Um, I do overall manage most of the pages that we have. Um I do a lot of mic cleanup. Uh, Someone's going to do it. You'll make pages and then I'll eventually, I'll even news posts and go in and kind of fix them, tweak them, fix them. So it falls in line with our style guide. Yeah, I don't care about that. that. I know you don't. I care about the text. Basically, website development, run everything on the back end. When I want to come up with pages that I like to work on, I usually stick within the confines of the guides. Yeah. Um, I have many, many that are ongoing that it, i don't know when they'll be done sure but, yeah yeah same um but you do everything it's dismissive you, to say you're the it guy of consentu but you i mean you, yeah you kind of are i mean you you make sure everything's running i had never run a forum before intentionally yes 
And then now I know so much you about know, the back end side. Why of it. you wouldn't ever want to do that? Yes, um, for a multitude of reasons. It's it was an adventure. Everything that we've done has honestly been fun because I enjoy a challenge. Yeah, yeah. And it has been a challenge. And I've given I, you challenges I, I had, before too. I had never done wiki development before. Mm-hmm. I had very little experience in like editing even Wikia pages mm-hmm. or Wikipedia pages, and. It's so close to HTML that to me that was that's not but it's, a problem. But it's not just that. But like, the back end of it, I was going to say, like you're, you're being dismissive of yourself because insane. we have templates for everything. Like we can do short codes for yes. you know, manga chapters and episodes and all those kinds of citations. That stuff to to build that out is kind of a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Um, it was a lot of copy and paste and then editing through. Okay, now save it, preview it. Yeah. Did this work? Did this not work? Um, but the back end side just. Alone getting the software installed yeah. was crazy with our host because sure. they didn't really they're like, No, we don't we don't know what to do to help you because that's a third party. Yeah, it's on you. It's like, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So I had to learn everything from scratch, did that. Um somehow we make that work with the website and the website work with the forum and the forum work with the wiki. And it's just kind of this non seamless but hopefully seems kind of seamless yeah. um integration. And so it's it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it, um, I, but I, I also guess, hate it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point is, we do it all. It doesn't we matter do. who it is. I mean, less yeah. so, less so. Julian, Julian's not doing page development. He'll mm-hmm. certainly edit pages and go in and make corrections and updates to that kind of stuff. Right. But when it comes to like making templates, on like you individually made all of the templates. When I mean templates, I think of like okay, we're making an episode guide page. We're making a translation page, yeah. which is different from a manga guide page. Like those all have their own styles and formats and CSS coding, all that stuff. Like, you did all of that like all of the web page coding you did there may be like some legacy styles that i stole from my site that are in there somewhere but for all intents and purposes like the site is coded by you exclusively like, you're the one who makes mm-hmm. content you look and work the way it does yes <laughs> i i would say that's accurate <laughs> but beyond that we all do a little bit of everything like you'll write we a do. news post you'll do a guide page you'll do the text on the guide page you'll do some minor translation credit translation mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um we really are kind of like Jacks of all trades, masters of very specific things here and there. I don't want to say master of none because everyone's a master of something and some right. Capacity. And I'd say we all have our definite fortes yeah. of what we are good at or yeah. what piques our interest the most. But we're all also willing to go outside of the box and be like, "Well, I, I don't. I'm not really super familiar with this, but if you write it, yeah, and you give it to me, I'll format it and I'll get it all together and I'll, you know, pretty much flesh out this whole guide." The way we want to like, do it. I've sent you sketches of things before. You have, like, and then I never got back to them. And then, then you're, and then you're like, "Hey, can you put this together in Photoshop for me?" Oh, yeah, sure, okay. Years Let's pass. Do that. One of us realizes we never got back to it, um, but we'll do that. Yeah, we'll we'll come up with things that only someone else can then go do. Yes, but I think that's and that kind of brings me to my next question: is what keeps you motivated and involved? Because you and I have been doing this for so long. I mean, even Konzenshu is over 10 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. And there was the entire history of Konzentai and DiceX before then. Um, no one does what we do anymore. Um, and I don't say that to pat myself on the back. I say to pat you on the back. Like, why do you keep doing You don't need to keep doing this. No one cares about websites anymore. So why are you still so invested in this? Please don't ever go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just something I've always enjoyed doing. And as long as I think I enjoy doing it, and I do it with people I enjoy doing it with. Yeah. Um, 
I don't see why we go anywhere. The biggest issue that we've all always had has just been time. Yeah. But yeah. I think we all are very enthusiastic about it. We all are passionate. We love what we do. And I think that shows. And if you if you can just keep doing that, I mean, we all take breaks. Yeah. We all get tied up in things. And I think we've also come to the realization, and this is not the way it always was, but we're not on anybody else's schedule except our own mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, it was it was a, hey, I got to get this done because I want to be the first one to post this. I want to get this news out. I want to break this. I want, you know, somebody else I think has an idea to do this guide. Sure. I want to be the first one to do it. Or somebody else did, but God, I, I think I could do this better what's also different about today is especially now that the official dragon ball site has now it's got its bad machine translation but it exists yes and they'll have articles ready to go with their own launch of things yes so and i've always felt that as long as the information is out there we've done our job whether we've Mm -hmm. done anything or not (laughs) someone else could have done it um but it hasn't fallen to us and as long as accurate information is out there i don't care who it comes from that's obviously still a problem in the realm of social media right now right where people don't know English, never mind Japanese, or trying to put out translations of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the official site, even with its machine translations, is better than that, which I don't understand how that works, but here's the world we live in. Um, <clears throat> that does allow us the opportunity, though, to focus on things because it's not like we don't need to say that Superhero is a movie that's coming out. Like, yes, we're going right. to put up that post, we're going to put up the press release, we'll have it for posterity because I do still need to refer to this stuff and that may not be there on that website anymore in 10 years. I've certainly had that problem. Oh, I've certainly had that problem. Stuff just goes away. Yeah. Um, I mean, even you think about the drafts that they put up for the super chapters. I mean, they take those articles down. So mm-hmm. I'm usually the person who's uh, archive.orging those because it always says when I go to do it, when I do the forum post, would oh, you like yeah. to save this page? So it's me. I'm yeah. the guy. Yay. I did that. Go me. Um, <laughs> I guess that just back to my point is it does afford us the opportunity to focus on what we want to focus on mm. on our own time, which is certainly helpful with where we are in our lives now, where we're not in our 20s <laughs> right. anymore. Yeah, we have other commitments. Um, and for the most part, I mean, the website um, for a long time until very recently, I mean, we were just paying for. Um, yeah. So it's nice that we can keep jobs yeah. to, to keep doing that. Yeah. And I just think as long as uh, there's still content to be covered, I will be here. I mean, there's, there's one post and I've never gone back to find it, but I remember it from DizeX. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody had posted on the forum and this was right after we launched Consentai. And they, you know, we said, here's what we have. I think I, it wasn't like an ad post, but it was us yeah, just yeah. like, hey, here's this new site. Or somebody, somebody had referenced it, I think. And somebody came in and was all, oh my gosh. Well, if they're just documenting episodes and manga and movies and they'll be done in like whatever. So we had this running gag of, well, the website will be done by 2042. And then yeah, we yeah. would go on and on and jake kind of came up with that the but, 42 number i get it yeah. yeah sure and so we were like i guess they're kind of true but it always kind of stuck in my craw a little bit of, yeah well you make it sound so simple like we're just gonna make <sighs> chapter pages and episode pages right. and be done but that's there's so much more that we want to dive into that's just our our backbone of everything yeah i don't think people yet, realize how much there is oh. i mean 
we're we're in a specific room right now. You look around. I mean, yes, there's the manga in here, but there's an archive of all these features in V Jump, all these interviews with Toriyama. I got all the Toriyama interviews at this bottom shelf over here, not in Shueisha magazines, in like other stuff mm-hmm. where he's telling his stories in the slump days, the Dragon Ball days, like all these real candid interviews that we definitely want to get to, but people don't think about it because it's not the Daisenshu. It's not the jump, these things I've heard of. Um, there's, there's just so much stuff and we want to do it all. Yeah. And we're going to try to get to it. I mean, eventually we know, at least between the three of us, you, myself and Julian right now, we know everything that exists. Julian has a, his own spreadsheet of like every Toriyama interview <laughs> that is kind of like known to man because the Japanese fans started doing that and mm-hmm. we kind of took it up and went yeah. from there. Um, so we, we have, there's still tons of stuff we haven't gotten to yet. Um, you stuff know, from the eighties. Right, right. The Never 70s. mind the super history book that yes. I still want to go through everything, but yeah, the eighties stuff, there's so much. It's, it's never ending, really. And there's always something new. And now that the the franchise is really seeing a full boost of renewal, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. We always talk about we wish it would um, stop. So we can- I do. Everyone keeps talking about oh, new series, more movie. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I would like to get caught up with what we. I mean, that's a selfish sure reason. But I mean, the nice thing is they're not really doing guidebooks anymore. So no, there has not been a new one in quite a get while. That super stark guide and crickets. Yeah, I'm surprised they're not doing anything with super as far as guidebooks. But yeah, who knows? I don't think they know what they want to do. They'll wait until everything dies off in 2050, and then sure, yeah, release yeah. super. Dyson shoes. I don't know. Just talking about the continuation of the site. I've used this word before, and this is another one where it doesn't come across the way I want it to, but but that word is inertia. Mm-hmm. Like we've done so much already and so much is already built that it actually makes it easier to do things without reinventing the wheel every time. That's a cliche yeah. phrase too, but yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I mean, you, we already have the ball rolling. I mean, why, yeah. why slow it down? I mean, it has slowed down yeah, at yeah. times, but it's still going. Right. But if we want to make a new style of guide, like we can just whirl that up and yeah, do that. Yeah. Just do it. And I want to do more of that. Uh, I'm trying to get back to, I'm writing a couple of rumor guide entries now, but like now that that's even more recently been refreshed and relaunched, like it's so much easier to start doing that. Yes. Just get some drafts done and just keep poking away at that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I start with a lot of pages. I have things that I've worked on that I forget about. Oh yeah. That we've talked about many times. And then I go back to it and maybe things have changed within the the franchise or the storyline, you know, the in-universe type of things. But also maybe the way I want to approach it or the way it's organized. Mm-hmm. or th- And I've had instances where I've completely just restarted the entire guide yeah. from scratch yeah, all yeah. over again. Mm-hmm. For, we did the uh, universe, gods and universe guide. Right. And as soon as we were like ready to go, we're like, yes. This is fantastic. We've gone through all the Daisenshu, Shouzenshu. Yeah. We've pulled all this information out. Uh, we pretty much have everything written up. I had done all the graphics and illustrations. Like, this is this is great. Let's do this. And, oh, great. Super yeah, comes along and just starts throwing all gods. this stuff out. And I we just had to pretty much... We hit the brakes we on just, that. We just put it up though at some point. Like I, I think, which is what we came to. Yeah. I mean, uh, the super anime was still running. I think we halfway added some through of the series, stuff. and I think I had 
gotten to the um where were we i know there's like we referenced god of destruction yeah even topo and his candidacy that kind of stuff is in there now so so we decided i think it was right at the beginning of the universe survival arc i think is kind of where we were and we're like we just gotta put this up i mean and we'll adjust it as things come out but we had sat on it for so long without doing anything with it and we would slowly update something we'd send it back and forth and people would update it but yeah, you do kind of get to the point where you're just like, forget it. And even then, that world has expanded. I'm pretty sure I started writing the Kaioshin of Time section for it. <laughs> I can't remember if we ever yeah. published that in there. But all that stuff's got to get out. It's like, if they would stop making things, these sections could be complete. I know. but it, and, and it's hard because like once you get it up, then you can add to it. But if you're already in the middle of working on it, like it, it, it adds too much it to does. be able to do it. Yeah. And I feel bad because I, I want it to be the most accurate it can be when I put it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that becomes difficult when things get added as you're working on it. And like we have Toriyama's contributions to the anime. None of Super is in there right now because no. we had that section up before Super existed. Yep. And um, there's a lot of stuff that lags over time that yeah. we just have never gone back to. We don't all have answers for some of that mm-hmm. stuff either. Which well, is and if you think about it, I mean, it kind of makes sense because a, a lot of those types of pages were created before super was even a thing. Yeah. The series, as far as from an animated standpoint, yeah, was, at GT. A, was at a standstill. Yeah. So anything you did put out was accurate because nothing was going to change. Yeah. Until all of a sudden they decided to change it. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, that's out of our control. There's nothing we can do. But at some point we just have to go back and yeah. update things, incorporate it. But the, the difference is specifically for that Toriyama contribution page. I mean, how are you going to do that with his fingerprints are all over Super, whereas with the other series, it was few and far in between. It was was character designs. It was a note that said, do this, and and like that was it. Yeah. You you can pick out very specific instances of that happening with those series, whereas Super is, I mean... Just say super happened, Toriyama was involved, and you pretty much have covered everything. Well, that's one of the things I'm working on. Is It's the rumor guide entry for who writes the Dragon Ball Super manga. Uh, and, and at least that's a specific angle of super that you can yes. cite very specific things for. But even then, within that specific subject, things change arc to arc. Right. Especially post-TV series. So it's, it's it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, take me to the future. Okay. So we're, you know, 11 odd years into Konzenshi well, so at this point. Well, so I flew here and <laughs> I lost an hour. So technically I am in the future. And I locked him in the basement. And he doesn't know, but he's not just recording podcasts. I'm just going to leave him down here and have him code all night long. I'm good with that. There's a bed right there. Just, I guess you can come up if you need to pee, but <laughs> no, that's fine. Get to work, buddy. Um, take me to the future of Konzenshu. Um, Of course, you and I have talked about things over mm. the years, but tell the audience, like, where do you envision Konzenshu? going in it where do you see yourself in five years wow that is a really good like job um i've been interviewing people lately i'm I'm breaking out all the cliches question yeah yeah yeah. um i don't know about five years but i would i would say as we've talked about we'll still be here um (laughs) what we're doing exactly i think is is still up in the air but it will include documenting things Mm -hmm. it will include translations um, quality material that's as accurate as we can possibly get it. And maybe the wiki will be launched. 
So that's then. that's my angle is and where do you see the wiki fitting into the site? Like what what happens on the wiki? Who's writing things there? And how does our role change for the website itself? I think that's a really interesting question. I th- I've pondered that many times because that takes I, over a lot of like the nitty gritty work. I personally just because it's my baby, you know, the website will always be the website. Yeah. Um, but I love having the flexibility of other people being involved in providing topics and information that I necessarily may not want to cover, but we can include now. Yeah. And also maybe more in a a timely fashion, Mm -hmm. but it does certainly overlap with a lot of what we do on the main website proper, especially from a, a guide standpoint, like the translation archive um, the press archive, a yeah. lot of that stuff, I think is a, a standalone thing that yeah, will they just, just always be there. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we'll still do guide pages. I think it, so too. It, I think we'll do more curated, that yeah. kind of stuff, like storytelling. It, for it's going to be a lot more straight up just documentation and storytelling. Um, I think to me, the wiki is going to be more of a free flow of hard documentation yeah dates and like you know those types of sentences yes (laughs) sentences and structures um but i also see both of them accompanying each other in a in a very healthy way where i would like to start referencing stuff from the main website to the wiki of you know see also and then but have it direct you to the wiki Mm -hmm. for a page where there is much more in-depth information that's kind of where I envision things going, where the wiki is much more of the really in-depth documentation of page after page of like, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, it's there. Whereas more of our guides are going to be either what we want to do. That's more of an overall documentation yeah, with some deep dives that we might want to do, but that might, you know, the wiki might come first in, in For that those kind of respects. Yeah. Um, I see it as I, I think the intended endings guide is like the best example of where I want to mm-hmm. take that stuff, where it's this curated, like guided tour, I think is how we phrase yeah. it. I want to do more stuff like that, where it, it really takes an expert in like the comprehensive holistic franchise right. to be able to pull in and know all these different things to reference them as opposed to I'm going to write the page for Ginyu and hear all the things about Ginyu. Yes. Where, and, and that's why I like the rumor guide so much. And even mm-hmm. just the one that I, I just referenced, the Dragon Ball manga, who's writing. It's like you have to know all the different interviews because those are the kinds of things that fans don't actually know. Yes. They don't read the back of the book interviews. They don't know the Toyotaro Volume 11 workplace interview on the <laughs> Dragon Ball official site that like shows him making his little Moro figures. Like those kinds of things that people don't know that they need to be toured through. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff I love writing about. Yeah, I one thing that I really have enjoyed lately is kind of like the guided tour of not only series specific, but what was happening at the time, either within fandom or just overall within the franchise of what influenced what, why, why did that actually happen? And we, we do have a lot of interviews for things that happened during the series of, well, we wanted to go this route, but then some producer said, well, let's do this instead well, okay, that's it. But why did they do that? And it's fun to go back and um, do a lot of research, especially for some of us, you know, most of us at the time, we did not live in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's, I think, really fun to, to dive down that rabbit hole and just take a look at what was going on at the time, who was doing what, what was popular. Because Toriyama's even said there's a lot that he did that was, oh, there's, you know, the bubble burst at the time. That's why he did the whole Frieza arc, things like that, where what influenced some but of he, that stuff? Dragon Ball is simple and not political, <laughs> and there are no references no. in there whatsoever. Real life does not influence art at all. But- from my perspective, <laughs> um, I just think it's fun to know because we're able to do that now. Yeah. It, you know, first person, hey, this came out and here's all the, you know, we can go back and look at Battle of we, Gods, for instance. We've gotten and, better about this, too. Yes. Yeah. You mentioned Battle of Gods. I think that was like one of the key turning points where because Julian did everything that came mm-hmm. out at that time, like we know so much about the production of Battle of Gods because a single fan decided to make it his mission you get it like we know about the lizard we know about yeah, the cape and like all that so kind much of hair. stuff yeah, you, yes <laughs> sorry julian <laughs> but we all got better and i think julian was a really good yes. push at that time to do that kind of stuff and as we learned more about how the franchise was made and what resources are out there i mean i'm interviewing you but i, I keep kind of telling my own stories <laughs> that's fine like that's what the, we're here the for. gt research project them doing now now i understand what all those other anime magazines were at the time and when they were coming out and who's the partner with shueisha at the time like animedia was doing more more stuff than animage ever did mm-hmm. and definitely new type like had a listing for the show but wasn't promoting it so you kind of know where to go to see who was promoting the show when in response to how it was coming out like the question that i had recently was not just the figuring out the if there was ever a source for five years versus 10 years but hey when did they announce gt i couldn't find an answer for that it's not the same as dragon ball super where we had a press release simultaneously translated in english the day it Mm -hmm. came out i wanted to know when they announced gt in japan I had to buy like, you know, 20 issues of Weekly Jump to find, you know, the exact issue that that came in because I tried searching online. I couldn't even find it on Japanese fan sites. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been interesting because we kind of have an inside joke with it. But how many times we go to Google to find an, some yeah. burning question that we have and we end up at our own website? Either <laughs> either on Consentu or my post on Alta Fanda Dragon Ball yeah. from 25 years ago. <laughs> So it's just kind of crazy that it does come full circle. Yeah. yeah, Man, we got your history with the franchise. We got the Konzentai days. We got the Konzenshu days. We got what we do now. We got the future. We glossed over a lot there was that a we lot. could have really expounded upon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the thing is, and we've done episodes in the past too, or like where we had anniversaries of the podcast or the site or something. We've told some stories before. Obviously, we have episode 500. I think by the time you hear this, episode 500 probably already came out. I think I'm going to save these mm-hmm. for after episode 500. So, you know, we have a lot of milestones. Um, but is there anything like that no one's ever asked you about what you do on Consentu that you think is a really interesting angle or even a fun story, something like that? Because no I, no I really think me that. people take for granted all the stuff that happens behind the scenes that they just don't know that like the reason the site is online today is because of something that you did yesterday. I have had instances on, I don't want to say several occasions. One thing I, I dread doing forum upgrades. Yeah. Uh, I had one time I upgraded it. I said, we're going to do maintenance. I'm going to upgrade the forum. I stayed up until I think two or 3 AM that morning because there was a, one line of code 
that for some reason just kept getting hung up and yeah. I could not figure it out. And I went through and went through. Finally, people started logging on and we st- I started getting emails and um, tweets and, hey, the forum's down. What's going on? I'm working on it, yeah. you know? And and it just turned out I forgot to clear the cache on <laughs> on the FTP server. Yeah, yeah. So I just went in, cleared it, everything. It was trying to load an old script file got it that it had cached yeah yeah and that wasn't compatible with a new version i could have <laughs> i spent like two hours trying to solve that problem and yeah. never even dawned on me to go do that and, and that's a tough thing when it starts getting to be like midnight 1 a.m yeah. you're like I either gotta fix this or no one's using the cypher day yep and we and we had that many times early on where i just i don't have time to fix this right now um here we go yeah have at it We've had other instances of you breaking things and me getting cryptic messages of, can you please go fix this? Here's what I did. I don't know how to undo it. Um, uh, I break the Therese, bottoms of pages. Yeah. Therese has come to me many times on wiki work. Yeah. She has scripted something and it just won't work. We're just being out errors. Yeah. Just random things. Um, so a lot of troubleshooting on that. Yeah. Those are always fun. Um, no, you, you say you say fun as a pejorative, but I don't think I do. you mean in, it as a pejorative. In, in the moment, it is definitely <laughs> not fun. But I've always kind of been in the mindset, and I think you have to be, especially when you do website work, that you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of things that I have done over the years that were definite mistakes, and I just don't do them again. Or now I can troubleshoot things so much faster. Of like, okay, let's do this and this because I know this worked last time, or right. this was a problem last time. Mm-hmm. And this last time I did the form upgrade, zero issues. It just went through. I that's not true. There's some problems. Well, <laughs> overall, <laughs> um, as far as everything actually like coming back online, sure. not like you know killing the server. Existing We've, users can log in and use the forum right now. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. I mean, it's it's an ongoing process. Yeah, but. Um, there are many stories I probably don't even remember where yeah. in the time it's like I know. Oh my god. There's a lot I wish I just kept like an ongoing Google Doc. We need memoirs. All the, yeah. That's what. We we still have a couple stories. I I know two in particular that I do yeah. want to tell. They may require someone dying before we tell them, but Oh yes. I think I know at least one that you're talking about. Maybe two. Maybe two. There, I'm sure there's a third out there. <laughs> what else? Is there anything? I don't think so. But it's just good to be here. Yeah. I, I was gonna say I I've wanted to do this for a long time. So I want to have something for, for us to really share who we are and why we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to make sure it was in person too, because I recorded Julian's in person and I just held on. I think we recorded that in like 2017. I got to go back and find, I still have a double backup of it saved. Nothing so I, I has know. changed since 2017. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Everything's exactly oh, the same. We were going to a convention, I think at that time. That's why he was here. And now I can't even imagine. I bailed out of every convention this year. Uh, but I think it's important to do it in person. Because we definitely get something more out of it, having to look each other in the face. Oh, these for stories. sure. <laughs> it, like I said um, before we started recording, I don't have a computer in front of me. We're just sitting here staring at each other. Yeah, this yeah. is weird. <laughs> I know. I mean, we've we've done video calls on podcasts for a long time now, and I yes. think I think that's made a huge difference. It really does in in getting kind of like the the right mood and tone and camaraderie with people. Um, as you will learn, Mario Kart Night has made a very big difference in that too. Oh, good. I'm about to find that out. Um, but there, there's something really special about in-person podcast recordings that I oh. super miss. Yeah. You need to do a few more. 
Yeah. Sometime. You can hear my voice. I'm I'm like I am as the episode goes on, I am pushing more through it to try and make sure because I'm I'm watching the I have a screen, I'm watching the waveform, and I just see mine going like down, oh, down, no. down. So I'm trying to push more into it. But again, as I said, it's consistent with Julian's episode. So I think his I'm a little mucusy, snotty, so no. you hear that. Here it's just my throat, throat. That, that's going. So um if you're listening to these like years out of track we'll with get each you other, some more tea here soon. Yeah. I gotta make some caffeine free. I think cool mint upstairs sounds pretty good right now. Uh, also that bourbon sounds pretty good right that now. Does so, sound that does sound that doesn't sound good for my throat, but no. it sounds pretty good. The burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll take care of whatever infection is going on. Is that how that works? Alcohol kills everything, I've yeah. been told. Yeah, yeah. It kills COVID. Yeah. Oh great. yeah. For sure. Dumping in your eyes, you're good to go. Um <coughs> stare at the sun, drink Drano. Oh, mm-hmm. These are official I've tried all these things. advice from consentu.com. Uh we are not lawyers, we are not doctors. Don't listen to anything we say. Um are we at the point where we say www.kanzensuu.com? That is consensu.com. Heath, I do want to mention something yes. um, that you kind of referenced, and I constantly forget to do this in podcast episodes now because I still don't feel comfortable doing it. But you talked about paying for the site, patreon.com slash consensu. That is absolutely keeping the lights on. Um, and it's allowed me to do things like this GT project where I have to, you know, of my own accord, buy a shit ton of magazines and have them shipped over here in giant boxes. <laughs> But to know then that the site is still okay every month, like we don't have to worry about that. That bill is paid every month. Um, and I'm super appreciative for that. I agree. Yeah. It has been very nice. So greatly appreciate everyone's help. Yeah. You have the floor. This is your episode. <gasps> this is my episode. Well, thanks for everybody joining us. I really appreciate it. And not funding me to come here and see Mike. I paid for this out of my own pocket <laughs> for some random reason. I can't remember. I, I texted you one night. Yeah. I, I was, <laughs> I probably should say this. I was out on a date with my wife. And, and you're like, oh, enough of And this we're woman. sitting there talking. What's Mike doing? And she's just like, I can't remember how we even brought it up. And I'm like, yeah, it's been forever since I've been out there. And she's like, oh, you could go out sometime. And then it, I just literally texted Mike, hey, I'm looking at my calendar. Are you free like this weekend? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't think we have anything. I'm like, okay, good, because I'm booking a flight right now. <laughs> It's good. Well, it's a holiday weekend right now. Um, you're actually not staying till Monday. You're staying just yeah. till Sunday, though, right? Yes. Um, but of course, I get sick every time. And it's every weird. time. Normally, we have nothing going on, but this is actually like the span of weeks and months that we actually have tons of shit going on. And you happen to pick the right weekend, so I'm very yes. appreciative of that. Well, you're welcome. We don't go anywhere, but I don't no. know. These couple months, we're actually going. That, that's why I'm sick. I saw people in person. That's what happens. You gotta live in your bubble. What? Yeah, this is my yeah. bubble. It's getting hot in here, though. It is. I'm not used to being down here with all the lights on with the door closed for so long. It's glaring. It's just shining right off Oof, of our foreheads. Buddy. Yeah, I'm sweating here. All right, everybody. Um, we gotta go. <laughs> we're gonna go. We have some bourbon upstairs. Yeah, come on. Come up. join us. Thank you, of course, as always, to Heath for flying out here. We had a great weekend, I think. I mostly remember back there in February. Um, it's just always a pleasure. We we rarely get the chance these days at these points in our lives to come together like that. And it's just the fucking best to get together with these dudes. I absolutely adore them. Um, so 
thank you thank you for you heath for coming on out and you the listener for for checking this out um obviously if you're listening to this particular episode of this show you have some sort of investment in consent and if you didn't before well hopefully you do now um so thank you hey speaking of investment again i did plug it i know during this interview but patreon.com slash consent if you like what we do if you're invested as well in what we do um consider chipping in all it does, all we do here, we don't make a big deal about it. There's a couple levels. $1, I support you. $5, let's chat. Discord access. It's just to pay the bills every month. That's it. That's all we put it towards is just keeping the lights on. That's it. Nothing more. We don't want to make things complicated. We don't want to promise above and beyond. We want to keep it simple. And this is what we do. And you like what we do. And let's keep doing it. So there's that. Um, other things to plug. I don't know that I have a whole heck of a lot else to talk about right now i'm trying to think since the last time we chatted on the show there's been a bunch of new rumor guide entries i absolutely love that section the most recent one i put up was the was goku being an alien foreshadowed in the series the answer is a maybe and not the one you're thinking of so please go check that out um as we're talking right now uh we are days away from new york comic-con happening so stay tuned for that I suppose beyond that, God, I, I don't know. I, oh, I'm, I'm recording this early in the, the morning um, and I didn't look at the site to see, oh God, what have we been doing on the site? Uh, I just put up the back of the Psycho Jump, the author comment. It was Hoshino from D. Gray Man did it this month. Um, let's see. I just got in my order for... Uh, December V jump. So another calendar year of V jumps is coming to a close. Yes, V jump is forward dated two months. It's it's weird. That's how that works. Uh, I'm officially out of space on my Psycho Jump bookshelf. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have been silently plugging away at other things in the background. Um, just thinking, you know, Heath and I recorded this back in February. I was talking about this GT research project back then. Uh, I've gotten even more magazines in the meantime since then. I've continued that research project. Uh, there was a, a long delayed podcast episode that I wanted to do with a certain person that I was going to do. And then I'm like, wait, no, I've fallen down this research hole. I want to make sure I get all this information. And so that kind of continued. So you know who you are if you're listening to this. I'm sorry. We are still going to do that episode. So stay tuned to your inbox and we'll chat about that. Um, other things, Mario Kart Saturday nights on Twitch. Uh, that's it. www.kanzenshuu.com. That is kanzenshu.com. I have been Mike Vegito EX. I will see you again next time here on the podcast. There's a lot of exciting things coming up to chat about. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.